Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there and welcome to a brand new Arse Blog Arsecast right here on Arsblog.com. I hope you're well. Should be well after that 4-1 thumping of the Mug Smashers last weekend. The Mug Smasher was right, wasn't he? This is what he said. I'm not optimistic. Uh, an Arsenal win. Yeah. Comfortable Arsenal win. 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 He's got a strange way of speaking. I have to say. But look, he was right. Absolutely spot on. Comfortable Arsenal win. It certainly was. And, you know, that leads to a comfortable week where everybody's just like, yeah, that was good. Everybody's just kind of lying around like they've had a big old meal and dessert and coffee and possibly some after eights after the coffee and a little digestive, maybe a little... Something on the rocks after that as well, and you're just lying there going, oh, that was brilliant. Uh, so now what? It kind of leaves you, as much as I enjoy it, and I do obviously enjoy when we win things, it kind of leaves you in a position where there's not a huge amount to talk about because so much of what happens with football and, and supporting football uh, and following football and talking about football, it's these moments that, that cause contention, right? It's the bits that divide people. What have we got to be divided about right now? Really? Should Theo Walcott get back into a team that's winning every week? Who cares? Chesney or Ospina? Yeah, everyone's got a, an opinion on that, but frankly, does it really matter at this point? Don't think so. You know, we keep winning. Ospina's in goal. We're winning games. Let him stay there until such time as the whole neck thing becomes problematic. You know. Should Debushi come back for Hector Bellerin? Yeah. You know. It's all right. Once we keep winning, nobody cares. So it's kind of leveled the playing field of discussion and what have you. Not that I'm complaining. Again, I'm not complaining. I think it's great. Long may it last. This kind of happy zone that we're, we're all in. I'd imagine most people are in a relatively happy zone at the moment. It's always some, I guess, who are never happy. But that's true in every walk of life. And that's true uh, with regard to many things and not just football. Who are we to become masters of the human condition simply because we're winning a lot of football matches? Certainly I'm not getting involved in any of that nonsense. I'm just going to sit here and pat my footballistically full belly um, and hope that it keeps going between now and the end of the season because if it does, then we'll all be jolly delighted going into the summer and I'd like for you all to be happy. That's all I want, really, in life is for, for all of you guys to be really happy and 
even when it comes to things like players being out injured, well, we don't really have very many anymore. Wojciech Chesney should be back this weekend. He could be in the squad for the um, for the game against Burnley. Arsene Wenger saying the bruised ego that he suffered, bruised rib <clears throat> that he suffered, um, was only a very short-term thing. They had a scan on Lauren Koscielny's groin. Everything is in tip-top shape in Koscielny's groin, apparently. It's looking good, according to Arsene Wenger. I'm sure he's seen many a groin in his time in the dressing room. And he knows a good groin when he sees one. But that's good news about Koscielny, because he limped off in the Liverpool game, replaced by Gabriel. Did anyone really notice the difference? I didn't. It was great. Funny what having a player in the squad who can play in the exact same position can do for you. A good player. Why didn't no one think of that before? And then the only injury worry that we have is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who had a hamstring strain against Manchester United, and they're not risking him. They're not rushing him back because simply there's no need to rush him back. But when he's fit, provided nobody else picks up a knock in the meantime, we have pretty much everybody else available. Arteta, back. Wilshire back. Debushi back. Even Abu Dhabi. He's back too. What the hell? It's not like the good old days when you could win games and still have something to complain about, like players being out injured for ages. I don't know. They're trying to make all our lives just too nice. But look, it's good news. It's great news to have these guys back. It's questionable how much they're going to play. And we'll touch on that in the uh, in the interview with our guest now in just a few moments' time. But it's, it's a brilliant thing for the manager to have this problem. Players back from injury. But uh, as I said, we'll touch on that in a little while with our guest. Uh, the other thing that happened this week, well, it didn't really happen, but it was out there, was a, a kit leak for the uh, the kit coming up next season. And the, the home kit has kind of got a, a collar and a, a button and stuff. And uh, some people aren't happy with it. Some people like it. And that's the way it goes with kits. But then the third kit, uh, which was supposedly the third kit anyway, is this kind of blue thing. And it's got a big white stripe, a big turquoisey blue stripe, and a sort of big gold stripe down it. And everyone's going, oh, my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I have to admit, I thought it was pretty bad. You know me. I'm not a fan of the blue kits. Just not at all. Uh, and this one in particular looks quite bad. But there was an interesting comment um, from... I'm just going to see if I can scroll down here. Bum, bum, bum. It comes from somebody called Stexis. And his comment about that uh, supposed third kit is that it's a color tester. He says, it's just checking how the colors look against the others. He says, those colors will be used, just not in those places or that much. So there's a bit of relief that the uh, the big three stripes won't be used in those dimensions and they'll probably be used for a bit of piping or there could be like some some uh, turquoisey bit here and maybe polka dots. Who knows with these kits these days? I've kind of given up caring about what the kit looks like, really, to be perfectly honest. Unless it's something that's truly abominable, what can you do? You can't do anything about it. And apparently all these kit uh, decisions are made after consultation with fans groups. Somebody, and I don't know who, and I've never heard of anyone 
or known of anybody who's done it, but apparently you get to sit on a panel and they show you a load of samples and say, what's your favorite out of that one? And then what's your favorite out of this one? See that red and white one there? Which is your favorite out of that? And see this, this could be the away kit. This is the one of Burnt Umber and um, Marigold Blossoms. I don't know what colors they use. And, uh, you know, that's that's how they do it. They say, well, we consulted fans, and the fans said that this one was their favorite. This was their absolute favorite. And that's how it works. And um, ultimately, there's nothing anybody can do about it other than not buy the kits. That's the only way that it'll happen. But people will always buy the kits because that's kind of what people do. And and they know that. And we know that. And I don't know why we're even talking about it. What's the point of it all? Right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do then. Leaving all that stuff aside, is we'll uh, get on with this week's guest. And it's a uh, welcome back to the Arscast for Tim Stillman. Hello there. Good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening. <laughs> whenever we're recording. This is the great mystery <laughs> of the Arscast. Um, I, I want to talk to you about something that's really strange, something going on at Arsenal that I don't think we've ever really experienced before. Um, it looks like, for the most part, that like 95% of our players are fit and healthy yeah. and available for the manager. I think the only the only real doubt is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who might be out for another little while, but is expecting Lauren Koscielny not to be too bad. Wojciech Szczesny back, probably from a rib injury. And that leaves everybody, apart from Oxlade-Chamberlain, available, even Abu Dhabi. The question is, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's, it's sorcery, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really important point, and it's one that's kind of flown under the radar, really. I mean, in the second half of the season, obviously we've been getting players back and very important players back from injury, and actually some of them, the likes of Giroud, Ozil, look like they've benefited, actually, from having ostensibly the first half of the season off. Um, maybe you could say the same about Coquelin, really, who didn't really play much football before Christmas. Mm. Um, and they all look nice and fresh. And actually, even before that, um, even players like Aaron Ramsey were actually coming back pretty much on schedule and sometimes ahead of schedule um, as well, which suggests that, you know... Dark it's, magic it's, is at players. That's what you're Clearly, saying. clearly. And, uh, but, and obviously, without being privy to what happens behind the scenes, we really don't know if this is, you know, the, the mystical effect of Shad Forsyth and, and his staff yet. Well, hang on, um, hang on. Everybody, everybody was perfectly speculative <laughs> when all the injuries were, were happening. It, everybody indeed. knew precisely why they were happening between red zones and <laughs> training methods and, and everything else. So let's, uh, let's jump on the bandwagon, even though it's going the other direction. <laughs> why, why is this happening? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's difficult not to make that connection. Um, really, it might just be complete luck, and we might lose three more players this weekend and six more players the weekend after, and whatnot. Mm. Um, but and the stars might have just aligned for this one week. But you know, with with the evidence of you know, pretty much has, has anybody not come back quite on time? Yeah, maybe the injury to Mikel Arteta, um, although he had a different problem which I think when you look at it is fair enough if somebody's calf goes you don't go oh well let's have a look and see what's rattling around inside their mm-hmm. ankle um, it happened a couple of times before they got to that but I mean if you look um, really at, at, at how quickly players are coming back they're coming back pretty much on schedule um, and and you know we've got this wonderful situation now where we've got seven eight games left 
and we've got plenty of options and hopefully that that kind of that's a virtuous circle because now we've got kind of 20 odd players available we can shuffle the pack and rotate and keep players fresh as well yeah um which which is you know hopefully will propagate this kind of wonderful vein of fitness everybody's finding yeah so i mean this is the this is the task that he's got isn't it because it's brilliant to have all these guys back and to have the choice that he's got and to have a truly competitive environment in the squad where guys know that they're going to have to work hard to get back in the team and then play well to stay in it but at the same time we've got a team that's playing extremely well um, we've got a team that's won seven games in a row in, in the Premier League, is in sparkling form, that looks balanced, that looks cohesive. So how does he find the balance between making changes to keep everyone fresh and ensuring that the team dynamic and the way that this team functions isn't affected? That is not an easy task. And we talk about how, you know, it's a great problem for a manager to have. But in some ways not having to make decisions is is maybe easier indeed yeah because you know one of one of the kind of greatest forces in football is momentum um and and that's exactly right when you've got a player like say francis coquelin who's playing so so well and is really harnessing this momentum in this form and now you've got Mikel arteta back again and what do you do about that and you got a player like hector bellerin who's playing really really well at the moment who's tail is really up and you know everybody in the team really seems to trust him but now you've got Debushi back so what do you do there and and even those kind of those decisions can be difficult ones because you know in the past um it's probably very tempting you know for for example thinking back to when you had Seaman and Manninger yeah and you've got Alex Manninger in great great form Seaman comes straight back in which I think on the face of it is a fair decision but then Manninger just never gets that form back and perhaps we lost a good goalkeeper there um so that they're really really difficult kind of decisions um I think really one of the ways will be to try and tailor his lineup to the opposition Mm. um as much as he possibly can so to be honest like against Chelsea for example a team like that or against Manchester United maybe Arteta and Coquelin together might Mm. work might be something they work on in training um, and really just just kind of assessing the weaknesses of other teams and picking your team according to that um, but it, it's it's an incredibly difficult question and it's it's why managers get get paid the big bucks really yeah it's not a problem he's had to deal with in fairness a no. lot, over the last number of years so you know I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a, a challenge for him but I, again I think it's probably much better to have that strength and depth and to have those choices to make in terms of the guys coming back and there's four players back this uh, this weekend Arteta Wilshire um, Abu Dhabi and Matthew Debushi I guess in terms of a one two three four you'd be looking at um, Debushi most likely to get back into the side first. Yeah. Wilshire and Arteta have got a bit of a scrap on their hands because midfield is is good and playing well. And Diaby, unless it all goes terribly wrong for everyone else, is is going to be pretty much um, on the bench if he even gets there. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Debushi will come back into the team. I think um, you know as, as good as Bellerin has been playing, Debushi is a very safe pair of hands. Um, you know, Bellerin, as you'd probably expect from someone his age, I, I thought Sterling gave him a slightly tough time in the second half on Saturday. And, you know, he had the concession of the penalty and at Old Trafford. 
Bellerin suffered a little bit. He was, you know, very close to being sent off. And I think the key is that when the team struggles, you know, Bellerin kind of struggles as well, which you'd mm. expect someone of his experience. Whereas, do you think that might be also the case, for example, uh, with Callum Chambers, that when when things were relatively okay early part of the season, or so, you know, not that we played particularly well, mm. but he came in and was fairly fearless. And then, as the team struggled to find momentum, so did he as a young player. That sometimes a manager might just take them out of the firing line before things go uh, not terribly wrong, but before they suffer a, a slump in form, which is which is fairly normal for a player of their uh, youth and inexperience definitely and 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 that doesn't even just go for for players of youth and inexperience I think when a player comes into a team that's playing well it's very very different coming into a team that's playing very badly I still remember very well when uh, we signed Pascal Sagan and um, I can't remember who it was at centre-half who was injured but Sagan played the first 10 games of that season when Arsenal were just absolutely unstoppable and sensational um, and he looked a brilliant defender. Um, but when when kind of things started to go a bit tits up, um, he got exposed a little bit. So it's not just young players, but yeah. but certainly, yes, there's definitely an element of that. And, you know, Bellerin, even if he doesn't start another game this season, which I think is unlikely, I'm sure he'll be called upon at some point, can be very, very happy with his season, with his progression. Everybody else is very happy with him. The manager seems to be, the supporters are. And, you know, if even if his role is completely reduced for the rest of the season, I think he can kind of bottle what he's um, what he's he's kind of taken to this point and really take it with him next season. Mm. Um, but I, I totally agree with you on the kind of the pecking order of, of the returning players. I think the interesting one will be Arteta and Coquelin. And um, as much as I'm a fan of, of, of Arteta and what he brings, I think when you've got someone in that kind of form and in that kind of momentum that Coquelin's got, I think you keep it. I think you stay with it for as long as it's there. Mm. Um, and the way Coquelin's kind of, he he looks a few inches taller to me. Um, you know, I watched him particularly in games like, you know, I think the City away game was a real benchmark for him. And I watched him in games like Old Trafford and especially against Liverpool on Saturday. It's an intangible thing, but I looked at him and I thought this, this player obviously feels like he belongs in this team now, that he's not just plugging in and doing a job, that actually he feels like an important player and he's he's kind of just got that slightly straighter backbone. And I think when you've got a player kind of really showing that form um, and they really feel like they're part of the team, I think you stick with them for as long as they feel like that and for as long as the kind of as the wins at their back, really. Yeah, and as, like, you know, as long as they're con- contributing in terms of their performances. And I'm with you, I think... I think Arteta's got a role to play, and I think that people who suggested the legs have gone, you know, at 33, he's not getting any younger. He's certainly not going to get any faster, but um, it was clear that there was a, a problem with him for most of the season, and I think that was reflected in, in those legs in certain games. I think his experience, his composure is going to be important. I'm interested also in what might happen with Jack Wilshire because he, he isn't going to play in that, deep-lying midfield pos- uh, position for Arsenal. I just don't think that's his no. game at all. I think he is certainly suited to play ahead of that player, but at the mm. moment we've got a manager who will use Santi Cazorla there, yep. use Aaron Ramsey there. Um, uh, it was interesting what he did with Ramsey against Liverpool um, to, to put him out wide, and he trusts Cazorla in that more central role. Mm. Um, and as well as those two are playing, or as long as those two are playing as well as they are, it's almost impossible to see a place for Wilshire in the starting eleven um, between now and the end of the season. 
It is really. I, I, I think really what Wilshire is looking at is kind of the role of super. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, really, but one thing he's got, going for him is that he kind of works in a defensive and an attacking kind of capacity so maybe a bit like um unlike sorry theo walcott mm. um wilshire is someone you can bring on no matter what's happening if you're losing and you need a bit more energy and impetus or if you're winning and you want to kind of just protect the ball or perhaps take put someone on who can who can run away with it um it's something he does with thomas rosicki quite a lot um who will come on in most situations so i think really before the end of the season, that's the best Wilshire can hope for, not least because he's been out for a little while and it's going to take him a few games to get back into it. And yeah. there's probably not, even if the manager did want to put him straight back in the team, there's probably not enough season left now for him to really get that rhythm back. So I think really he's looking at substitute appearances, getting a good pre-season. There's no international tournament this summer. Um, and then, you know, next season being you know, quite possibly a make or break one for him. Yeah, I think it is a decisive time. Not the not the end of this season, but next season, he's got to stay fit. I mean, he's just got yeah. to be available for most of the season. He's got to take his chances when he gets them in the team. Uh, and I think what's interesting as well is that the manager has to find a way to use him in this yeah. team. Um, wh- where exactly does he play him and who does he play him with? You know, the, the Ramsey-Wilshire thing didn't quite work out really uh, this season uh, in the in the early stages. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can say that we look a better team without Jack Wilshire. I think there are many more factors to why we're playing well at this moment in time. But mm. unless he establishes himself next season as a first-team player in a particular role or a particular position he's going to have a, a hard time convincing people that his future is is at Arsenal. Definitely. And and also, you know, you're looking at the fact that how long ago was his last contract? Are we looking just over two years ago? It would have been December, December 2012. 12. When, yeah. yeah. So you're looking at, I, I don't know exactly how long he signed for, but generally in this day and age, it's about every two to three years you're looking at renewing. Yeah. And if you're not looking at renewing at that stage, then you're probably going to be interested um by a good bid so there's you know even on the administrative side there's going to be a decision for arsenal to make there um you know similar with theo walcott really i think if theo walcott had three years left on his contract there'd be no quite there'd be there wouldn't be much speculation about him going but it's come to a make or break 
kind of scenario and mm. Jack Wilshire will be somewhere similar um, kind of this time next year and you know Arsenal are blessed with options and um, you know Wenger he was fairly kind of resolute today when he said I don't have to sell my best players anymore but you know um, the question will come this time next year does Jack Wilshere qualify as one of our best players and that's mm. that's something he's going to have to prove I think he's got the ability to do it I definitely think he's got the ability to do it but for me it's it's all about fitness that's where he's really got to prove himself yeah I mean I think the key phrase there is have to yeah you know we don't have to sell our best players but um you know when you get a competitive squad and environment like this and if you can keep a lot of these guys fit for most of the season then they're going to be some some unhappy players because they won't be playing anywhere near as much as as they might like um but perhaps we're just going back to Bellerin very briefly the the issue at right back, if Debussy is back, if Bellerin has established himself now as almost certainly the understudy to uh, to Debussy, where does that leave Carl Jenkinson? I've seen people talk about him, well, we should keep him as backup to the backup. But I don't yeah. think that's a realistic situation, is it? I think we, maybe as Arsenal fans, because we expect so many injuries, we want to have strength and depth in depth. Um, yeah. in every position, which isn't necessarily the case. You know, you look back at the um, the Invincible season and Graham Stack was the goalkeeper yeah. understudy to to Jens Lehmann, like, which is the equivalent of having not, well, maybe Martinez or, or Matt Macy or one of the Ryan yeah. Hoddart, one of those guys understudying, let's say it was Chesney or, or Ospina, just one of those without the other one. So... To my mind, I think um, I think Bellerin or uh, yeah, Bellerin's um, emergence has pretty much put the final nail in, in Jenkinson's coffin. And I think we all like the guy, and, and obviously have a lot of time for him because he's a big Arsenal fan. He's doing well at West Ham, but but maybe you know for the sake of his own career, this is a move that he's going to have to make. Definitely, and and now um, Shad's sorted our injury problems once and for all um we probably only need 11 players now to be honest but um, <laughs> no i i i think it probably has um spelt the end of uh, for jenkinson arsenal which is a, a big shame on a certainly on a sentimental level um he seems to be doing pretty well at west ham um i'm not sure he's enormously caught the eye to the point that you'd think yeah we really need to take this guy back but he seems to be doing pretty well there um and it, and, and it will probably be you know, a, a decent move for both parties. Of course, his contract will be in the same situation because he signed at the same time as Jack Wilshere. Yeah. So he's probably only got two years to go where we've really got to make a bit of a decision there. Um, Callum Chambers has shown he can play there. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I just don't think... And, and Francis Coquelin can play that push as well. And I, I just... I really don't think there's going to be room for, for Kyle Jenkinson at Arsenal, which, which is a shame. Um, but, like you say, that's, that's the kind of the nature of a, a, a competitive squad. And mm. if we're making these decisions now about, about players, if we're making decisions about Wilshere, Walcott, Jenkinson and players like that, that's an improvement on the situation a few years ago where... The players were making the decision that, you know, Arsenal were no longer good enough for them, um, and it's just it's just a nice little shift for us, really, yeah. um, and probably a, a nice little sign that our our status is is increasing. Mm, that's a good point, actually. That really is. Um, yeah, when you consider the the lengths, I guess, that we had to go to 
to convince Theo Walcott to stay in the position where yeah. he was. We'd gone beyond January. He could have signed for a for a, a club in Europe, and you know, even though you're not supposed to, you could easily have made an agreement with a club yeah. uh, in England. So yeah, that, that's a that's a great point. All right, very quickly looking ahead to this weekend against Burnley, Arsene Wenger says that uh, you know the team have got to be aware of of a Burnley side that have picked up quite a number of points at home. They've uh, obviously beaten Manchester City recently, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, which isn't a spectacular achievement, seeing as pretty much yeah. everyone is doing that these days. But um, is the is the danger here complacency? Because the form is good, um, the, the record is good, the goal scoring is good, and there have been times when this Arsenal side have gone into games like this on the crest of a wave, and maybe things drop by one or two percent, and, and that's all it takes in in this league. Definitely, and if things do drop by one or two percent, then we won't get a result. It's it's as simple as that. Burnley are probably on paper the most limited squad in the Premier League, but they're they're probably one of the most hard working, um, and they don't concede too many goals either. They're not as particularly at Turf Moor. They're very rarely kind of thrashed out of sight. Um, so their, their games, especially at home, tend to be quite close. Um, and that, that really says something about their, their kind of work ethic um, and the rest of it. Because really, when you look at the players they've got, they should have been relegated out of sight by now. But they're kind of they're still in there. And obviously, it's, it's, it's a cliche. But at this time of the season, when you're playing a team that's fighting to stay up, it's a much more dangerous time to play them. And if if Arsenal show any sort of weakness, then we're, we're not going to get a result. It's as simple as that. And I think the manager's absolutely right when he said we, if we match them physically, then technically our game should be, you know, should be enough to beat them. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the challenge for us to, to rise to the challenge physically and, uh, you know, to... to Opts for another cliche, earn the right to play, as sure. it were. Interesting as well that, that this weekend is a Manchester derby, so one of those two teams, or perhaps even both, yeah. if we win, could fall further behind us. Um, again, I think he was asked at his press conference yesterday, does he dream of, of winning the title? He said, well, of course I dream of it, but, you know, we, I live in the real world and it's too far. We'll just, you know, try and keep winning. But um, w- would second place... Would that constitute real progress for Arsenal this season? Definitely. Yes, absolutely, definitely. It, it might lead the more kind of sadistic of us to think, oh, if only those first 10 games had been slightly better. Um, but I think what, what that would really do as well, um, you know, because the difference between second and third is immaterial, really. Um, but what it, what it would do, and I think this about the Chelsea game coming up as well, is lay down a really nice marker for next season mm. and say, right, we're a bit more together now um there's no world cup in the way this summer um we can really really kind of get together on the training ground and we can feel really confident that we can put a title challenge together particularly if we can retain the fa cup as well which would be just as important if we can do those two things i really really think that arsenal next season will be a big will have a big say in the title race and i think that's probably more what we're playing for at the moment than the title um to be quite honest i think if we can finish strongly finish second or even third and win the fa cup i think that's a really nice strong finish that's a a really positive place um for the players to be when they come back to pre-season training and i think wenger's record suggests that you know in in the summers where there isn't an international tournament uh, and he gets time with his players um that actually we we more 
often than not we have a pretty good season so i think that would really set us up nicely all right well let's uh let's see this one out in the right way and um uh, we can we can discuss all that Let, let's say august that'll be a good time all right tim thanks as always uh, catch up soon my pleasure thank you to tim you know where to find him he's on twitter at stillberto at stillberto and you can find his column on arsblog.com every thursday so do check it out arsblog.com and tim is on twitter at stillberto we're going to deal with all the injury news ahead of the burnley game oh fuck well we'll talk about the burnley game in a brief manner right after this join us as we take another enchanting adventure into the world of the angriest man on twitter um uh, um uh. Uh, um, uh. Oh, this beer is only 4.7% proof, and I like my beers to be at least 5.8%. Next week, another madcap laugh-a-minute romp with the angriest man on Twitter. Everything is shit. Hey, he's the angriest man on Twitter. He can always find something to be angry about. So we're looking ahead to this weekend's game against Burnley at Turf Moor, a 5.30 kickoff on Saturday evening, which I assume is for live television, which I assume is also for, for BT Sport, is it? I'll have to look this up. They normally have those games. Uh, oh, no, it's Sky Sports. So that means we don't get Michael Owen. That's good. But we'll probably get Alan Parry. That's bad. <laughs> nothing's ever easy is it folks but look we're on the tally 5.30 uh, on Saturday evening and we've got pretty much the whole squad fit ready and available so it'll be curious interesting to see who the manager leaves out does he bring back Matthew Debushi in place of Hector Bellerin uh, does Mikel Arteta or Jack Wilshire get into the squad does Abu Dhabi I don't think he does but he's got uh, plenty to choose from the manager and I think he's got to be careful about how he reintegrates people and make sure that he doesn't upset the balance of the team. The team's playing very well. They're full of confidence. You don't want to leave people out and maybe uh, dent that confidence in any way. So I think we might see something pretty similar to the team that beat Liverpool. Maybe a change or two uh, here and there. Uh, but uh, going forward, it'll be very interesting to see what he does with all these players available, assuming, of course, that they stay available. Uh, as I said to Tim, I think the only real danger from our point of view is a touch of complacency that we go on these runs, and we have done this plenty of times where um, we kind of underestimate the opposition that we're facing. Hmm? Touch of the old Monaco's, perhaps even a few weeks back, I think we went into that game thinking, well, you know, it's Monaco at home, Champions League, like it's not Barcelona or it's not Bayern Munich, so therefore it'll be easy. Um, I think we've got to approach this one like it's a big game against the big side. Burnley are scrapping for as many points as they can at this time of the season, so it will not be easy. Um, but look, the quality is there, the, the confidence is there, the belief is there, uh, the momentum is there. And if we can carry on that momentum, and if things go reasonably well on Sunday in the Manchester Derby, a draw there, for example, it helps us open up a bit of a gap and we'll go some way to to uh, to securing second place if we can keep things up between now and the end of 
the season. So there you go. I mean, there really isn't an awful lot more to talk about. We've got a game tomorrow against opposition. You would expect us to win, not taking anything for granted. You'd like to think that we could go there and get the three points. I hope that's the case. Uh, and if we do that, then it's another another string to our... No, not a string to our bow. What would you say? It's another three points. Let's just break it down to brass tacks. It's another three points. Uh, and I hope that we can do that. So look... I'll be here along with James on Monday with an Arscast Extra when we'll look back on what's happened at the weekend and how it's uh, affected everybody. So until then, have yourselves a great Saturday. Let's keep fingers crossed for the game tomorrow. Uh, Chat to you on Monday. Uh, So until then, take it easy, folks. Cheers. Bye-bye. No, no, you you tell them they're on the way out. I'm going to stay here. You know, man the phones. <laughs> As if anyone's going to be calling this evening. Grand, we'll do the crossword. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who the, who the fuck is that? No, Jesus. Hello? Ah, hello, Mrs. Cleary. How are you? Grand. Right. What seems to be the problem? You what? You're after seeing a load of pigs flying. Flying, flying pigs. You're sure? You haven't been on the old, uh, poutine again there, Mrs. Cleary, no? Right. Well, look, we'll, we'll send somebody out as soon as we can. All right. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Flying pigs. Jesus Christ. Can a man not get a moment's peace here at all? No. Where's that crossword? Oh, for fuck's sake. Hello? Ah, yes, Mr. Farrell. How are you? I'm fine. You have a problem with what? Your calendar. Oh, I don't see how... What? What do you mean it's changed? Into what? Still a calendar. Right, so, so what's the problem? The entire month is now made up of Sundays. Every day. A month of Sundays, you say. Right. Well, my advice would be just turn it off and turn it on again and see if that helps. It's made of paper. It's printed calendar. Right. Look, we'll we'll investigate when we have a chance. Right, so. Bye. Bye-bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Jesus fucking Christ. Man can't. You can't even do the crossword around this place without something going on. Fucking hell! What is it? Oh, Satan, how are you? 
Oh, look, you know, I know I I owe you, but look, what? You're not calling about that. All right, so what is it? Frozen over down there, you say? Right. I I think I know what's going on here. Let me get back to you. Right, O'Reilly! Yeah, good no, come here. I want you to call up Arsenal Football Club. Just ask them if it might be possible that they've got no players injured. Stop laughing and just go do it. Now, maybe I can get a chance to do this crossword. And whoever that is can fuck right the fuck off as well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.